Hello, this is Danny Williamson, and today we'll be mapping low-dose naltrexone on the 15-minute matrix. Welcome to the 15-Minute Matrix. I'm Andrea Nakayama, functional medicine nutritionist and your host. This is the podcast that brings you bite-sized insights and lessons on how to use the most important tool in functional medicine and functional nutrition. Today on the 15-Minute Matrix, I'll be speaking with Danny Williamson, a graduate of Vanderbilt University School of Nursing, nurse midwifery, and family nurse practitioner programs. Danny incorporates the art of medicine by balancing traditional and integrative therapies. Danny encourages her patients to step out of the realm of normal and reach optimal health. Danny owns Integrative Family Medicine in Franklin, Tennessee, where she focuses on gut, thyroid hormone, and adrenal health with her patients. Her approach embodies a physical, emotional, mental, and spiritual process to healing, and she stresses the importance of eating real food as well as cleaning up the environment around us one step at a time. Let's get right to it with Danny and LDN. Danny, welcome to the 15-Minute Matrix. Thank you so much for the opportunity. We're talking today about low-dose naltrexone. Can you first identify what it is? I know that many here listening are familiar with it, but tell us a little bit more about what it is, and then we'll talk about what it does in the body. Well, naltrexone, you know, in high yes. doses, 50 to 300 milligrams, right? That's an opiate antagonist, okay? Right. So we use that for overdoses or heroin overdoses or anything like that, that, that you know, for opiate addictions. Low dose naltrexone is extremely low dose, exactly what it says, 1.5 milligrams to 4.5 milligrams. And we have used this since around 1985, 1988, when Dr. Bernard Bahari in New York City, who's a neurologist, was tinkering around with it as he was working with AIDS patients, mm. right? And, and he was using it in high doses, right? 50 to 300 milligrams. But he was really tinkering around trying to find a way to improve their immune system, which we know is a problem with HIV and AIDS patients. So looking for something to boost the immune system. And he started using it in low doses, 1.5 milligrams. And, and it's interesting what he discovered after multiple times of replicating this in his own with it, with his patients there is that when he gave 1.5 milligrams up to 4.5 milligrams, what it did was it tripled the endorphins right. in the night up to 300%, right? Like tripled it. So 300% times more endorphins the next day. It was fascinating to him. And so that's how it actually started, right? So it's still working on blocking the opiate receptors. Yes. And when yes. we are increasing the endorphins then we are modulating the immune system. Is that correct? That's exactly. It, it works as an immunomodulator. That is exactly right. Um, that is exactly what it does. And it's specifically dose, right, between 9 and 3 a.m. in the morning, right? And it only works short term, four to six hours. But it, it has a rebound effect, increasing those endorphins up for 
24 hours. When we're depressing the immune component of either autoimmune conditions where the immune system is overactivated or even certain pain syndromes, depending on what they are, what should we be looking for in the introduction of the LDN? So when I first introduced this to patients, I work with a tremendous amount of autoimmune patients in my office. I have mainly Hashimoto's thyroiditis patients. The general starting rule is 1.5 milligrams. Now, I have started as low as 0.25 with mm-hmm. some of my very sensitive patients and, and 0.5 milligrams. And they take it at night, right before bedtime. What I see initially is they have this sense of well-being the next day or you know it may take a while to kick in right Mm -hmm. some people are overnight no joke they feel better instantly other people takes three months six months nine months to really feel this sense of well-being and a decrease in pain Mm -hmm. mainly in pain Um, their joint pain is better their energy is better their outlook on life is better some people lose a little bit of weight Mm -hmm. on it which is interesting but I watched these patients just get this overall sense of well-being and and more energy. And if you have autoimmune disease, you know that you only have so much energy throughout the day and we're at a deficit. So I don't have a tremendous amount of side effects with it. Some people do have side effects, but overall they have this just feeling of well-being. That's exactly right. And patients with autoimmune disease many times have low endorphins. Right. When we do see side effects, I've heard about like people with nightmares, vivid dreams, sometimes the dosing's too high, too fast. Have you seen people come in who maybe have tried it with another provider and are dubious because they've had side effects? And what are those? You bet. Well, the number one side effect is sleep disturbance, Mm. which is interesting, right? Would meaning mainly vivid dreams, Mm -hmm. vivid dreams, not nightmares so much or, you know, um, scary dreams, but vivid dreams. And most people that that goes down, you know, in a week or two. But now some people do have a headache. For a short amount of time, if they can work through it and, and or a little bit of agitation, some nausea. I mean, it's not completely benign, but I'm going to tell you the majority of the people, eh, it's a vivid dream, not a lot of problems. But I, I was telling you earlier, I had a patient today who said she was not, she couldn't take it at all. And I didn't know she stopped it. And what we would normally do is we would back it down. Right. I mean, we would really, we would cut it in half. Yes. We would cut it in force. We would do it depending on what we're using. Is it a capsule or a pill? And we would back it down for several weeks because we're not in a hurry here. Right. And I tell these patients this, you know, it took you years to get in this shape yeah. most of the time. You know, we're not in a hurry here. Um, I have seen way more benefits then I have, you know, side effects from low-dose naltrexone. So let's head over to the left side of the matrix, what I call the story, the antecedents, the triggers, and the mediators. Clearly, you've seen LDN work as a positive mediator. You're saying that in your practice, you don't typically see it be a negative mediator, or if it is, it's typically dosing or some other factor. In terms of the antecedents, what are the cases in which you would be considering the usage of LDN? Is it only autoimmune pain syndromes? Are there other situations you might consider? 
Oh, my goodness. Yes. I mean, well, actually, it's being used in cancer patients right mm-hmm. now mm-hmm. tremendously. I've just started my sister-in-law getting ready to start her on. She has um, CRPS, you know, um, mm-hmm. pain syndrome mm-hmm. from, from a really bad car wreck. And so we're getting ready to start her on that fibromyalgia, multiple sclerosis. Probably the number one indicator for LDN or the top is multiple sclerosis. Mm-hmm. And it really works beautiful on reducing the death of the neurons in the myelin sheath in the brain. My best friend, I have her on that. Uh, I have her on LDN for, for MS. I use a tremendous amount for irritable bowel disease, mm-hmm. Crohn's disease. We have a lot of research. Actually, Dr. Uh, I think it's Jill Smith. She's done a lot of research on Crohn's and irritable bowel disease, and it works phenomenal for my IBD patients. Of course, my Hashimoto's patients. And, you know, the things we have to work, think about through on the Hashimoto's patients is many times it does work so well with them that we have to lower that thyroid medicine quickly. Right. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. And I have them pay attention to that. You know, if you're if you start having heart palpitations or weight loss or diarrhea or anxiety, then we need to uh, tinker around with this. Right. Remeasure and take a look. You bet. Let's talk about those endorphins and what you've seen in terms of how they work, how the LDN is helping. But also, I'm curious in terms of the endorphins, you mentioned earlier, you see low endorphin levels in people with Hashimoto's, other autoimmune conditions. Why is that? And what should we be looking for there? I'm not exactly sure why autoimmune patients have lower endorphins. Mm -hmm. I haven't read that research. And honestly, I don't know why they have lower endorphins. What I see is that whenever we can trick this body into making more endorphins. I mean, the patients just simply have more energy and they feel better and they just have a better outlook, right? you know, on life. And, and, and I don't know, I don't know pathophysiology wise why they have low endorphins. I don't know. I have lupus and I take it for the lupus. Mm -hmm. I don't feel like I have low endorphins. I never felt like I had low endorphins at all, but I can tell you right now, I don't miss it anymore. I used to miss it every now and then, you know, forget to take it. I don't. I can tell real quickly if I miss. Yeah, it's so interesting. I think it's just important for us to like see these connections, right? That the endorphins are the body's natural opioids. They're our feel-good chemical and they also are necessary for immune function. So I don't know that we have to like test to see endorphin levels. We could probably assess, right? Like we could really assess this person has a heightened sense of pain. They're missing some of that feel good, that euphoria that you talked about. And that could be an indicator to either, depending if you're a prescribing uh, practitioner or not, consider low-dose naltrexone or work with a partner who can introduce that and then track, like see how the person's responding to the dosing. I've had people who don't respond well right away, and oftentimes it's due to dosing Also that circadian factor. So you talked about taking it in the evening. Can you talk about why we might do that evening versus morning? And if there's any time you might switch that up? Well, you can switch it up, but we make 90% of all of our endorphins between two and four in the morning, 90% of all of our endorphins endogenously are made then. So 
that's the the reason we take it at night. Now, I have a few people who can't take it at night, and they do take it in the morning. In fact, there's a whole autism protocol on patients who do take it. The autistic patients, they take it twice a day. They take it morning and evening. Mm. So, so it's not set in stone, but the reason, because, you know, we make the majority of our endorphins in the middle of the night, and when you block those receptors, you trick your body into making three times more, it, it stands to reason in the next 24 hours, you know, you would have a better feel, sense of feeling and less inflammation and, and all, but you don't have to take it always at night. Getting back to what you said on people having reactions, it doesn't have to just be in a pill. You know, I've, I've compounded it in a liquid, in a cream for sure for, for little children, if they were using it or they didn't want to swallow a pill. So there's multiple different applications that we can use. I love that. So let's head over to the right side of the matrix, because I think that oftentimes this is what I call the skills part. It's the stuff we have to do every day to take care of ourselves. And we still live in a culture that is very um, seduced by the quick fix, whether we are the patient or we are the practitioner. So I always have concern that somebody's listening and going like, LDN, it's the answer. And we still need to do these other other things, I believe, that support our diet and lifestyle and our endorphins, socializing, laughter, sex, love, meditation, right? All these things, exercise. So how do you talk to your patients about what I'm going to say is the yes and? We're going to try LDN and yeah, you got to change your diet, move a little, get some love in your life. The first thing that they do when they come into my office, their very first visit, we go through Danny's six steps to healing, which are eat well, sleep well, move well, poop well, de-stress well, and commune well. Those are the six steps, which you know, it's so funny. We were talking about the matrix and apparently, except for poop well, that's, that's all here on the matrix. And that's, you have to do all of that before you can get anything else to work. Yeah. I always say we have to like sleep, poop, and our blood sugar isn't balanced. It's pretty hard to pass go, right? And if I could have gotten sex on there, I mean, (laughs) sex is a huge part of my practice. I mean, I I, I, I ask women to have sex 30 days in a row with their husbands. And they look at me like, what? I'm like, it's a huge part of your healing, right? So, so absolutely. You can't just start low dose naltrexone or you can't start armor thyroid and expect it to fix everything. If you don't incorporate all the other steps, this is a piece of the puzzle. It is not the silver bullet, but I can tell you right now, it works phenomenal for most people. There's not anything that works a hundred percent. Um, for most people, when we incorporate getting everything else in balance on your matrix here, right. But changing the diet is the key for me. It is with my patients. If you don't heal the gut first, really initially hone in on that we're never going to get anything else 100%. And balancing these balls is very complicated, right? And yes. and 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 it's never all all or nothing over here. So, no, it's a piece of the puzzle and we we add it into and not everybody, not everybody. You know, I don't when think need everybody to. needs low dose sex might do it, right? Like sex you, and laughter might get you enough endorphins when you're Amen. Amen to that. <laughs> I, 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 
plenty of laughter. I don't have any yes. of the other going on. But, oh, yeah. but I've got my low-dose snail so there Perfect. you go. Right? Love right. it. So, Danny, anything else you want to share with practitioners about LDN? The contraindications, quickly. You know, Please. you would never, you, you wouldn't use this if they're on opioids, mm. right? If they're on codeine or tramadol right. or morphine or fentanyl, we don't use that, you know. But it does have a very short half-life. So, if by chance you had an accident, right, suddenly, and you had to go to the emergency room, it's out of your system in four to six hours, right? I mean, so it's a short half-life. Something that I think people need to think about, you know, if you're going to have surgery, well, we can stop it a day or two before surgery and you're okay. Right. You're okay because it is so short. And, you know, people don't think about that. But overall, it's not a silver bullet, but I am telling you, it works beautifully for pain and anti-inflammatory. And it just does. If you could find a provider to write it for you, you know, there's where you have the problem many times. And yes. what I tell patients to do is call the compounding pharmacy. Ask the compounding pharmacist what provider is writing low-dose naltrexone or hormones or compounded thyroid medicine, right? Yes. Because those are the providers that are practicing functional medicine. What a great idea. Thank you so much, Danny. Really great information and so much to laugh at and really help with our endorphins today. Thanks for joining us. Thank you so much. The 15-Minute Matrix is brought to you by me, Andrea Nakayama, and the Functional Nutrition Alliance. The 15-Minute Matrix team includes music by my son, Gilbert Nakayama, as well as Renee Hunt, Natalie Merrill, and Christine Shook. Please visit us and hear more episodes at 15minutematrix.com. And if you'd like to be notified each time there's a new podcast episode ready and waiting for you, head over to 15minutematrix.com forward slash notify. We'll be sure to drop into your inbox with a super short reminder that a new episode is ready for you. You also have an open invitation to email us. We want to know who you'd like to hear on the podcast and what you'd like to see mapped on the 15-Minute Matrix. Go ahead and email us at ask at 15minutematrix.com. <laughs>